This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Thanks for coming back to the ZMAR Podcast. Today, I have Eric Silverman. He does a lot in uh, what a lot of people call the volunteer market, but he's going to educate us and tell us that there's different ways to actually use the term. Welcome to the show, Eric. Hey, man. Good to be here. I'm so fired up to uh, to share. Let's go, right? Uh, so can you give our audience a little bit of a background of where you you come from and, and what you're doing today, especially with the employer market, as well as partnering up with the brokers? Sure, sure. So uh, I'm the founder and owner of a company that I call Voluntary Disruption. Uh, we'll get into that and because uh, it plays right into my name. Uh, but I've been in the business, uh, the employee benefits business for the better part of 22 years. And uh, I'm a recovering carrier rep. Uh, so what that means is I was in the insurance carrier uh, world, specifically with one carrier for a, a large portion of my career, the first uh, 10, 11 years or so. Uh, and then I left them to do exactly what I'm doing now. And that is working directly with advisors and employee benefit brokers and consultants to help them round out their benefit packages that they do uh, or provide for their employee uh, employer group clients. Um, and we focus most of our efforts on the communication, engagement, and technology portion. You actually have a published book and inside the book, I just want to reference that you bring up this thing about the lack of transparency when it comes to some of these benefits. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? And then we're going to get into some of the things you just mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, my side of the business is not uh, quote unquote major medical, uh, otherwise dubbed health insurance uh, or health coverage. Uh, what I specialize in uh, a lot of times is specifically health type coverages they fall under, uh, you and I have to have a health and life license to uh, sell them, but they're not major medical health benefits. They're typically known as the appetizer or the side dish. So a lot of people think of, um, of major medical as the steak, if you like steak, and they look at the uh, benefits that I specialize in as the potatoes and the, and the salad and the broccoli and the mozzarella sticks. Depends, right? Now I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. But the reality is we're never looked at as the main dish. And when it comes to transparency with those types of benefits, most advisors and, and brokers and consultants, they don't spend uh, an ounce of time in my side of the space. They don't, um, sorry to be so blunt, but they don't typically care. They've told me uh, they don't typically, um, uh, they're not experts at it and they don't necessarily uh, sometimes see value in them, uh, even though they're out there and employers and employees are buying them every second of every day. So when it comes to transparency, the challenge that I find is uh, employer of Joe's Plumbing. So Joe, the owner of Joe's Plumbing, he doesn't know any better. And his advisor broker doesn't specialize in this type of benefit and doesn't bring it to his attention. So he's randomly sitting in his office one day and in uh, comes a phone call or somebody knocking on the door and they happen to be with a carrier and they go and start pitching voluntary employee funded benefits. And the pitch is pretty simple. It's pretty compelling. If uh, And I did it for a living. So I know the carrier rep goes in and they say, hey, uh, I'm so-and-so with so-and-so carrier. Um, here's why the benefits are fantastic. It's free, Mr. Owner, Miss Owner. It costs you nothing. Uh, your employees fund it. Um, is there any reason you wouldn't move forward? And if you have anybody that wants it, you just let them payroll deduct it. And of course, there's some objections you could hear, but by and large, it's a simple sale. The answer is, no, I don't see why I wouldn't do it. Sure. 
mm-hmm. and they and the benefit um uh, the carrier rep goes in and they quote, quote unquote, starts selling insurance. And here's the problem. Nobody's overseeing that sale. There's no uh, independent third party advisor broker. Uh, there's certainly nobody like myself who's agnostic to any carrier. And what happens is typically the carrier rep goes in and they do what I call a patented product dump that leads to a commission grab because they're all commissionable products. And 90% of the time, it's a carrier rep that has only been in the business for a handful of weeks or months, if that. And two months later, after they cash some big commission checks, and when I say big, I mean big, um, they're not even in the business anymore. So now Joe, the plumber of Joe's Plumbing, he is literally and his staff are stuck with benefits that nobody knows, nobody understands, everybody's paying for. And God forbid you have to file a claim or if you have a challenge, you don't know who to reach and nobody wants to give you service. So that to me is lack of transparency. It's it's a product dump that led to that commission grab. And uh, I speak nationally all over the country, Butch, um, about this. Like I get hired to speak at major conferences in our industry, as you know, uh, and I preach about it in my book and I, I write articles for all the major publications in our industry. And that's what I completely stand against. I fight for it every day and I try to preach to brokers and advisors and consultants and certainly business owners um, that there is a better way, that these benefits are extremely important, but it's not the benefit that the problem is. The problem is the delivery mechanism. The problem is is how it gets explained and or uh, educated, or I should say lack thereof. Yeah. And, and you took some of uh, my notes right off the page. And so I appreciate walking down that road. And now some of that stuff ends up moving towards technology pieces and helping enhance the communication. And so how has that evolved in our industry? Um, and a lot of the people that listen to this are small and mid-sized employers. So we might have to break it down, but um, there, there's a lot of employers still doing paper applications and whatnot. But uh, what have you seen with the technology speed? And then how is it increasing the communication delivery of the method for these benefits? Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I talk about of late over the last many years, I don't really sell insurance anymore. So let me break that down because that's a yeah. that's a hard statement to hear, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say I don't sell insurance anymore, what I mean is the lion's share of my time, Butch, is spent with my broker partners and their employer group clients that become mutual clients. And if as an example, if I sat if I have an hour meeting with an employer group and the broker, um, we will literally, without fail, no joke, spend 52 or 53 minutes talking about the communication, engagement, and technology piece. And we'll spend the last few minutes talking about the actual benefit. So, you know, devil's advocate might argue, well, geez, Eric, uh, right? I'm Eric, by the way, in case yeah. you're listening. <laughs> they might say, geez, Eric, look, um, I don't understand. How can you quote unquote sell insurance if you don't talk about insurance? Well, at the end of the day, A benefit is a benefit is a benefit, regardless of who pays for it, regardless of what the benefit is. Mm -hmm. Anything that an employee can get working for one employer that they can't get working across the street at another employer is, in all intent and purposes, a benefit. It's a company benefit. Mm -hmm. And let's define a company benefit. Company benefit is all your employees prefer Coke, so don't put the Pepsi machine in. A company benefit is all your employees like um, sweet and salty snacks, so don't put uh, bananas and apples on the um, in the break room. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but a benefit is a benefit is a benefit. It doesn't right. always have to be about um, the actual insurance or the carrier. And what I always explain is that when it comes to communication, 
that's the journey. And too often, colleagues or um, dare I even say competitors in my side of the industry, they spend the entire meeting selling insurance and talking about benefits and talking about accident plans and cancer plans and disability and life and pet insurance and prepaid legal. That stuff, it, granted, it's important. Don't get me wrong. Some of it may be arguably more important than others, but that's the destination, Butch. Mm -hmm. The destination is what the product is, how it's designed, who the carrier is, what the rate is. And don't get me wrong, man. That's so important. I get it. It has to pay the claim if somebody has a claim. Yeah. But how is that even relevant if the, if the employees don't even understand what the heck they're being offered, let alone what they're signing up for? Mm -hmm. And these policies tend to be pretty darn affordable, which is why people do sign up. So yep. the problem is they sign up with lack of education. So we spend so much time talking about the journey of communication and engagement, and we do use technology to do so. So to get back to the genesis of your question, to mm -hmm. be specific, you know, we're not in 1997 anymore. We're not in the year 2012 either. Technology is so superior, leaps and bounds what it's ever been. And frankly, it's getting better every day mm -hmm. that no client of mine is ever using paper. We don't enroll anybody on paper. We don't have people sign up using paper at all. And you've probably seen this too. And anybody listening, if, if they're in our space, has probably um, seen it as well. A lot of insurance carriers don't even accept paper applications anymore. They, they're certainly not accepting a FedEx of paper applications for the most part. And <laughs> they're definitely... Yeah. And they're also not accepting uh, PDF versions because that's still paper and it's still manual. Mm -hmm. So um, we use technology. It's self-serve enrollment. And we even have the ability to, um, to do an on-demand call center. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, long gone are the days of sit down knee to knee one-on-one -on -one with every employee to try to sell them insurance. Like you don't have to force people to buy insurance. This stuff sells itself when it's communicated properly and people are educated uh, and engaged. Hey gang, ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing, weird expenses coming out of nowhere, and when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet, we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year, and then we think to ourselves, next year, next year I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much. If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, give Butch Zemar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now, 708-535-3006 or shoot him an email, butch at elitebenefits.net and be sure to check out the Zemar podcast. Don't wait till the last minute. Put Butch Zemar to work for you now. To, to kind of give some of these employers that are listening to this podcast some, some idea, in, in your book, you have mentioned that there's four types of brokers out there. And I've been probably a piece of every single one of those. And then and, uh, from referring it out or trying to bring somebody in-house and manage the benefits internally to, well, what I want to focus on is somebody like you that is not attached to a carrier brings value to the table, not only for the broker, but the employer, and then doesn't, in some ways, don't care about what product it is. It's about the solution that's being provided. And so can you give, give us a little background on how you even transform from going from even one to the other and what these brokers are trying to do and what employers should be looking out for? 
Well, you know, it's it's interesting. So, yeah, we are completely agnostic to carrier uh, solution provider if they're not an insurance product, uh, for instance, you know, prepaid legal or identity theft or what are known as non-insurance products. They're just solutions that are out in the marketplace that are candidly quite popular amongst employees. So that's great. But when it comes to the benefits um, and the carriers and the solution providers, you know, it, it, it really doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. and the reality is I look at it this way, Butch, if you're a, a employer, excuse me, if you're a health advisor, broker, consultant, and you are out there and it happens every day, you're out there telling the marketplace and telling prospects that you too are a full service broker, you're um, completely agnostic. Uh, you too don't care about what carrier it is. You're only there to look out for their best interests, right? Landing on thick here. But yet, imagine if you, after saying all that, imagine if you still put every employer group prospect and client with one carrier, literally just one carrier, because you said you just always say they're the best. They're the best. They're mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. Right. Right. Unfortunately, when it comes to our side of the business, that's what typically happens. So an employer, or excuse me, a broker will go to an employer and say, hey, you know, these are important benefits. We'll put them in, but they really only have one carrier. They have one solution and they are in essence trying to squeeze a a round peg into a square hole and vice versa. And I got to tell you something, that is not fair and it's not accurate uh, as a representation of who you claim to be as an advisor or broker. You know, and I get a lot of flack from people who say I'm a little blunt and I tend, I tend to be very direct and transparent. I think that's why people do like working with us. That's two-faced. Mm-hmm. How can you be two-faced? You have an employer with a lot of employees or just a few, and you're going to tell them that, you know, you shop the market for the greatest health plan and the greatest self-funded solution. But yet when it comes to the employer or employee-funded ancillary group benefits, voluntary, or as I call it, enhanced benefits, how can you just put it with one carrier and just assume that they're a one, uh, one size fits all solution? I can assure you after all these years in the business, there is no such thing as one size fits all solution. So unless you work with somebody like myself, who's completely agnostic, literally has no dog in the fight per carrier, um, you're never going to get true impartial advice. At the beginning of, um, of our recording, you had mentioned that you, know, you don't go employer direct, but you work with brokers. Can you give us a, a, just a little background on, on what type of brokers that are really attracted to you? Maybe because they're listening to this podcast and maybe they'd be interested in reaching out to you as well. I'm sure not all brokers are going to be able to work with you in some degree, but maybe there's a certain mold that you are looking for. Uh, can you share that with us? Yeah, I mean, this is going to sound harsh again, but my mold is <clears throat> is brokers that are that are again, it's going to sound harsh, but my mold is the brokers that I flush out that aren't two-faced. And I can quickly realize and see it when they talk about their business model and how they operate. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as who they are, um most all of our broker advisor client partners across the country and consultants, 99% of them are from small, mid or even large-sized regional houses that are typically independently owned and operated, whereby I have a relationship directly with the CEO, president, founder, uh, whoever runs the um, brokerage or or advisory firm. Um, That doesn't mean I couldn't work with some of the big top 50 brokerages out there, the the, the Lockton's, Mercer's, Gallagher's, Aeon's of the world, Brown and Brown's of the world. But to me, to be honest, they're just a lot of red tape. There's a lot of challenge. You know, they have 477 vice presidents of nothing. Um, and nobody is allowed to make a decision. They're, they're told all the time that they have to use this carrier or that solution because ultimately they're publicly traded companies, some of them, and 
you know, it's all about profit, profit, profit. And by the way, I'm no Mother Teresa. This is how I feed my family. I'm all about profit too. I'm not a nonprofit, but at the same token, I don't want to, I'm not going to spin my wheels and sell our services and our products and our um, solutions, uh, both communication and engagement wise, because it's not going to go anywhere. I've been mm -hmm. down those roads. So mm -hmm. just like I look at it this way, Butch, um, as much as you would love to land a, a 10,000 person account, it would, it's going to take you many years sometimes because you're going to be pitching your services to 50 different people that don't have true authority to make a decision. I just realized that in my case, I would rather work with the small, mid, regional, or large brokers that can make a decision where mm -hmm. I'm not going through 500 different layers of people that don't have a decision-making authority. So again, pretty harsh. I absolutely positively um, don't mean offense to anybody in the large broker houses that could be listening. I totally love what you do. I appreciate and respect you, but it's difficult for us to work together because of the red tape that we have to go through and the limitations that your companies typically put on you. If I'm wrong, tell me, because I want to work with you, but it's just in my experience in 22 years, it's never worked. Uh, Eric, this has definitely been great to give us some insight on what you do and then also what how employers during the fourth quarter and with their open enrollments, how they can enhance uh, what they're offering to their employees. Uh, I'm glad you may, made time for me and I appreciate that. If anybody wanted to find out a little bit more about what you do, whether on a broker channel, if it's an employer, I know you don't go direct to employers, but if they needed to find information out, maybe some videos, I know you do some podcasts, how do they look you up and find uh, find information out? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not shy, right? Yeah, if you can't yeah. tell already. So <laughs> I get, I get hired and asked to speak all over the country in person conferences uh, when those continue to, to get back to normal or semi-normal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I too do a weekly podcast. The name is rock stars rocking and don't worry. It's not always about insurance or benefits. So it's pretty fun. Um, yeah. It doesn't get uh, boring uh, every day at least. Um, so rockstarsrocking.com. And uh, my website is voluntarydisruption.com. And uh, you can always find me on LinkedIn. I think that's kind of sort of how you and I met anyway. Yep. So LinkedIn, yep. I'm pretty, uh, pretty um, active. Yeah, I think we uh, actually met at one of, uh, one of those events, those broker events at one point in time. But yeah, we communicated more on LinkedIn. I'll, I'll include some of those uh, links in the podcast notes. Eric, I definitely appreciate when things sl uh, slow down a little bit. We'll get you back on, maybe get some updates. Maybe we'll talk about non-insurance products, maybe some ball games or something, and uh, make it a little more fun. You got it, man. Thanks All for right. having me.